Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. Good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today, if you guys can't tell, I'm actually recording in my car. Uh, and I'm actually literally, I have a little uh, rig set up. I've, uh, I've got a long drive up to New York City. And I said, well, it's just literally sitting here with cruise control on hanging out. So why not grab a microphone? I've got a portable recorder. And let's record some stuff. So... I think it's funny that it's been over a year now since I launched the podcast and I've yet to take advantage of the fact that I'm in my car a lot and I travel a lot on business and I never thought about this. So, but for today, for this show, I decided to record this because I was already going to bring my gear with me up to New York City. This is being recorded for Thanksgiving. Uh, I'll probably air this after Thanksgiving holiday here in the U.S. Uh, only because I've already got a couple other shows on the docket. Uh, but why am I recording this? Well, uh, because I want to give a little more light to why I go to New York City every year for Thanksgiving. And that is the point of today's show. We are going to be discussing Harlem, New York City, the Street Corner Gourmets, which is the name of our little event. It's a charity event that I'm going to. And it was uh, founded by a woman by the name of Sister Mary Lanning who runs the not-for-profit organization known as Yes Solutions, and that's Yes with an exclamation point. So, without further ado, <clears throat> why am I going to New York? Well, this actually kind of uh, reverts back to, let me uh, dial my gains back here a little bit. I just realized I'm looking at the screen of my recorder and I'm just like jacking it out with volume. So I don't always uh, talk in the car. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, so... Why am I going up to New York? Who is Sister Mary Lanning? What is Yes Solutions? What is the Street Corner Gourmets? So uh, the little backstory on this for you guys is that uh, I stumbled across this event in 2010. For the regular listeners of the show, I uh, obviously in 2010 was my rookie year serving with the federal government as a hotshot wildland firefighter. So the connection here is that uh, there's a guy that I fought fire with. His name was Dan, a.k.a. Danny. And uh, he was basically just like me, a guy who chose to go do something different, spent a couple years doing some wildland fire. I believe it was already his second year. So was, I was a rookie, and he was a snooky, the second-year rookie. And just throughout the season, I ended up finding out that um, – he was actually going to Columbia University. And I said, well, then why the heck are you out here fighting wildfire? I mean, apparently he had a full ride. He was doing a TA, a teaching assistant, um, to get his PhD in chemistry. And I was like, you know, damn, man. Well, way to kick ass. And why the heck are you out here fighting wildfire? And it's funny because he basically told me the same thing. He's like, okay, well, you're a guy who grew up on a farm and then got into the corporate world and was making more money than we were making firefighting. And he's like, so why are you here? So I was like, okay, good point. <laughs> uh, we both agreed that we wanted to do something different and uh, have a little adventure. So, well, long story short, the fire season ended. I'm from the East Coast. He had never been to the East Coast. And I told him, I said, listen, when you get out there, let's 
let's connect up, man. Like, we'll hang out in New York. I I used to go up there on business years ago. So uh, fire season was done. I think I got up there a couple weeks before Thanksgiving 2010. And he was actually still in classes. So I said, well, no big deal. I texted him and I said, hey, I made up to New York. I think I took a bus that year. And I was like, I'm just going to go hang out. I've got some stuff I'm working on, a book I was reading and other things. So I was like, I'm just going to go to the cafe, grab some lunch. So I walked off of Columbia University's campus and went to Amsterdam Avenue. And I found a cafe to go grab some lunch. Well, so while I was hanging out there, I see a nice, you know, older woman come in. No offense, Mary, if you listen to this. <laughs> um She's older than I am, and she's been doing this a while. And uh, she, I guess, was also grabbing lunch. <clears throat> Later, I found out she was grabbing lunch uh, because she had just left a meeting about Street Quarter Gourmets. Well, long story short, uh, we made a connection. I ended up just asking her what she does. She asked me what I do, etc., and we started talking. And that's when I learned about her little event that was happening in a couple of weeks for Thanksgiving. And I said, well, tell me more. And so long story short, Street Corner Gourmets is where she literally founded this. And I found out this year, 2017, will be her 51st year doing this. It started obviously way smaller. Uh, but she's a obviously a former, like, habit-wearing sister, you know, in the, in the church, Sister Mary Lanning. And she's, uh, she's been basically creating Thanksgiving meal. Uh, and obviously, I'm guessing the first year she made it herself and put it on the hood of her car and welcomed up the local, maybe homeless or less fortunate in and around her neighborhood. She's lived in Harlem her whole life. I was like, wow, this is an amazing story. So that year, um, their kitchen had caught fire. So they were used to doing the event and making the kitchen prep. Uh, there's a massive seminary building near Columbia University called the Union Seminary, and uh, it, it literally from the outside it looks like a looks like a parliament looks like the Parliament Building in the United Kingdom, like the way it looks from the outside. It's like very castle esque, uh, you know. It's a couple stories tall, uh, except they have a massive spire in the middle of it, like a big tower, very very religious style. So anyway, I guess they were using a kitchen there. And um, in the past, at least the years since I started helping her, you know, we, we make 2,200 meals fresh from scratch. And that's what inspired me the most. I was like, wow, you, you literally just grab volunteers and have been doing this for that long. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> so after I met her and we, we uh, shared stories and had lunch, I, I went home to Pennsylvania. I mean, obviously, I, after I hung out with Dan and we did our thing. But before I left, I told her, I said, you know what, Mary, your story is very compelling. We'll be okay if I reach out to you and follow up on this. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So I got her information, email, etc. And I had her cell phone and I, I drove home. And I couldn't get the project the way it sounded out of my head. And this is just a life lesson to you listeners out there. It's like sometimes things ring really true to you and it's important to listen because maybe that's a life-changing experience. Maybe that's uh, a feeling you're getting about a person that you may want to do business with. I don't know. But the, you know, the point is in this situation was 
you know, I just finished my first year of firefighting, and you know, in the in the recent years prior to go firefight and and leave uh, leave the business world for a while, I uh, had already started getting into charity work. I had helped run a cancer fundraising uh, foundation in, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, with a friend of mine. Shout out to Natalie Miller, and uh, that was called the Green Hope Charities, and I used to help run the website for that, and I was on the board, and we ran big. Uh, we wrote, we would raise over a hundred thousand dollars a year as a small grassroots charity in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, to raise money for a uh, the head oncologist for St. Luke's uh, Hospital, who's uh, Dr. Lee Riley. So <clears throat> we raised over 100000 every year and helped buy equipment that he needed for cancer vaccine research that he's been doing his entire life. Pretty powerful stuff. And then that led to me eventually finding projects like Habitat for Humanity, and I got to help build like five houses with those guys over about a year or so. So just a lot of great experience. And, you know, the firefighting was already teaching me a lot of new things. And just hearing her story, I was like, you know what, I'm in. So I called her back and I said, hey, Mary, when and where do I got to be? I'm coming back. We're going to hang out. And I want to help your initiative in Harlem, New York City. So... Uh, and that, like I said, it was only a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving. So I called my parents and I said, listen, um, I don't know if I'm going to make it back in time for Thanksgiving. I found this new, ch- new project and I want to go up and I want to help them. And that was 2010. So obviously, as I'm recording this, it's now 2017. So count the years. This is my eighth year going back every single year and supporting this effort. And it's pretty awesome. I mean, it's changed a lot over the years. When I first started going out, obviously, I was still firefighting. So 2011, I went back for another fire season. But then I made sure that I, uh, you know, had finished my adventures out west. And I always made sure I made it back in time to the East Coast. And then I either took a bus in or I drove myself in. I mean, nowadays, I drive myself in. I've been doing this long enough. I earned a little bit of cred. Um, But I used to just take the bus in. We show up, and uh, our new venue where we started doing all the kitchen prep at, we started, you know, organizing tables, and volunteers would start showing up, and I just started working. And uh, it was funny. It's I've unofficially become like Mary's right hand guy. Um, there's a lot of core people on her team, but um, <clears throat> I'm the crazy guy who. You know, I'm a health and wellness nut, and I love rest and recovery and everything else. But every year, I, I just run the kitchen all night long. I don't care. Like myself, uh, a couple of her relatives, I think they're like niece, great nieces and nephews, uh, uh, Joelle and her brother. Uh, they're, they're actually, the, and those two are also paramedics and firefighters in upstate New York uh, as career. I only did wild and fire for two years, so I have much respect for them. But they always make the trip down. And we're all doing like everything. I mean, we go everything from, you know, setting up tables to setting up. Uh, literally, she has people hand pick raw, fresh herbs and, and spices. Like she doesn't want anything machined or store bought. Like we, she gets fresh herbs brought in just like a chef would do, and we hand pick them. And then we have chopping stations. We chop the spices, and these are all herbs that. Um, I'll correct myself, not spices, herbs. (laughs) The herbs are then used in, like, multiples of the dishes that we create, uh, including to get rubbed right on the turkeys. So, um, I mean, to feed 2,200 people or 2,200 meals on the streets of Harlem, New York, is not a small undertaking. 
but she's always kept this grassroots. She's always, you know, gotten the job done. And uh, <clears throat> I want to respect that. And actually, before I continue on in this show, uh, I am bringing this to light and just telling her story and what, why she does this but and why I go up and do it. But keep in mind, she, she wants to keep this as a very humble event. Um, she, she Literally, somebody tried, like, saying, oh, they, they had connections with, like, Oprah and all these big shows years ago. And she told them to shut it down. You know, do not reach out to any of them. We don't want the news and the press uh, around an event like this because it's not about that. You know, it's about just people coming together from all different walks of life. Yes, a lot of it is her family and extended family and their friends, but... These are people of Harlem. These are people from the church. Maybe there's actually, we have kids every year come come in from um, a couple of programs that she helps uh, run, a Boys Hope program and a Girls Hope program. There's her youth kids from less fortunate families that can earn the ability to stay in one of their, uh, I guess, like living schools. Like you live there and go to school there and, and improve your life and potentially go to college. Uh, so many powerful things this woman's involved with. But... Um, it's the point is we don't overly publicize it right we don't go crazy and try and get the news involved we don't want cameras on the streets when all of this you know wonderful food that we spend all night long all day and all night long making um it's not about that it's about getting people into the street and feeding them a fresh hot meal and to clarify, the Street Corner Gourmets is really not just about, oh, I made you a hot meal here, take it home. Uh, we actually are inviting them to join us for Thanksgiving. That's kind of the theme that I've learned from Mary over the years is that we don't want to be like a charity that just, you know, brings you hot food. But there's a lot of people who are alone this time of year. And there's a lot of people that maybe don't have friends or family nearby. And... So the point is, when all this food makes it to the street, we have another whole team of volunteers there that are setting up basically like a serving line, like an assembly line of, of food, obviously. And, you know, to feed 2,200 people, uh, we literally, she brings in 30 fresh-killed organic turkeys. Like, these are raised for this purpose. Um, there's no hormones, no chemicals, nothing. Like she, she does not hold back when it comes to quality for these people, and so she, we prep like 30 birds, like 30, 30 pound turkeys, um, are prepped in our kitchen, and then the really cool thing here, back to my connection with fire, is that then a retired captain from the New York City Fire Department shows up every year. We have a rental van on standby for him. And all of the turkeys, once we've prepped them, we've bathed them, washed them, rubbed them down with uh, gold uh, butter, only the best, grass-fed butter from Ireland. She orders it by the case. We rub them down with, uh, we put the spices and herbs on them. We stuff them full of vegetables and everything else. We package them up in foil. They're in uh, foil cooking tins and wrapped in foil, double-wrapped. There's bricks of butter in there. There's a lot of good flavor, by the way, guys. And... Then these turkeys are shipped out. Like, he then takes them out of our kitchen, loads a van up, and then drives them to 15 surrounding Harlem, New York City Fire Department firehouses. So in New York, there's a lot of firehouses. There's a lot of fire departments because, like, it's such a congested city and it's such a dense population that, you know, per how many blocks you need to have a fire department, you know, for to be able to deploy quickly and save lives. 
So luckily, there's a number of firehouses, and they all have a stove or a couple of stoves or kitchens because in New York City, a lot of these fire departments, these are full-time guys, and they live there. They stay overnight. You know, they're, they're there. That's like their home away from home. So the really powerful thing here is thanks to her relationships, her charity work, and her connection with the New York City Fire as well, these turkeys go out, and they're, then they're cooked all night long in these New York City Fire Department kitchens. And then they're gathered up uh, that next morning, and they're driven to wherever we set up at. I'm not going to talk about the location because, again, we don't want to overly publicize it, but it is publicized and banners are hung up the day before the event so the people of Harlem know where it's happening. Uh, but we don't really, it's not like listed on a website or anything like that. But the cool thing is then the, you know, the, the fire department shows up, man, and you got guys in, in full gear unloading turkeys and, you know, delivering them to our, our serving lines. It's, it's pretty powerful. It's, it's, I, I love it. And, um, I mean, in the beginning I, I'd work with the volunteers the day before and then all day long and then go all night long, no sleep. I don't recommend this. This is not healthy. And then I'd go to the street once we've shipped all the food to the street. And then I would hang out for at least an hour or two and experience, you know, getting those meals to the people, inviting them to come up and join us for Thanksgiving dinner. And then, yes, like we literally have volunteers, including myself. When I did this, we would then hang out and we'd have our own plate of food with them. And we would sit down and just have a conversation. And that's really part of what Mary wants to do in her community is in Harlem, New York, it's not just about getting volunteers together and doing charity work and hey, we're making food and we're getting, you know, giving it away. It's bigger than that. You know, the message of the street corner gourmets is that, yes, you know, we've given you, we've prepared like gourmet level, fresh food, like only the best ingredients, organic, um, from scratch, like nothing prepared. She requires this. It's always been done this way. I love it. It's a lot of extra work, but that's what it takes, you know, to support <laughs> a Sister Mary Lanning from Yes Solutions Initiative. Uh, she's all in, guys. So, uh, but, yeah, then you sit down, you enjoy a meal together, and you have a conversation with somebody. And sometimes there's people there that are, you know, there's some handicaps, there's some impairments. Um, I've met a few people over the years that are, pardon the terminology, maybe a little crazy. Uh, you know, there's people from all walks of life in and around Harlem. It, it's not, or really not just Harlem, really anywhere in New York, but specifically since this is where our event is. So we just got to have patience. I mean, we've literally had people where I've already seen them come through the line and she will hide her basket and then come back and try and get more. And, you know, we try and catch that. And I mean, I, I respect why, but sometimes some people just get greedy. They got a good thing. They don't want to lose it. Um, again, you just got to roll with it, man. These are the things you deal with when you get involved with charity work and volunteer work. You never know what your experience. Um, but that's what I'm driving to right now, guys. Like I'm, I get excited for this every year. Uh, Thanksgiving is no longer a family attended holiday for me. I have not, I, I think in the beginning, well, let me correct myself. I think in 2010, and 11, maybe still in 12, I was uh, <laughs> not safe, but I would finish doing all the volunteer work. We'd hit the streets. And then I would get, I'll go back and get on a bus or I'd get in my car because nowadays I just drive up every year. And um, I'd go home and try and actually get 
all the way out to my parents. So it's like I live in Allentown, Pennsylvania. So you're already looking at at least from Harlem. Oh, uh, it's going to be at least an hour and a half drive. And then from there, you know, I got another hour, hour plus to go visit my family if I was trying to make dinner. And trust me, there were those few years I was trying to make it all happen. I was trying to do it all. I was trying to do Thanksgiving in the city and then go home and try and, but then I'm like, I'm like comatose guys. Like I'm like all the fatigue sets in, you know, the, the lack of sleep is not healthy for you. Um, I'm literally like chugging coffee and getting shots of espresso to make it home on the drive. And then sometimes I've literally like smacked myself in the face to keep myself awake. So like literally if you guys have ever been that tired, um, there, there, there's a best practice I'm going to share with you guys. A little tip is that smacking yourself doesn't actually work that well. Um, to keep yourself safe if you're driving impaired. Uh, I will tell you a great lesson I learned from fire was when we would pull into a gas station, you know, to fuel up the trucks. If we were doing a big interstate deployment and we were driving a long way to get to a fire, um, we were basically, we'd pull into the gas station, we would do a food stop, get water, etc. And then if you're, you know, people are bored and to keep us like healthy, fit and alert, they would make us all line out and just drop and start doing burpees or push-ups. So to this day, if especially on this holiday, I'll try and time it now where I need to get gas on the way home. That way I have to stop. I have to get out into the cold, crisp, you know, fresh Thanksgiving air because that's usually this time of year in northeastern Pennsylvania, New York. It's colder. And I'll drop and give myself push-ups or burpees just to get the blood pumping and get everything going. So... There's a little tip, all right? There's some health and fitness for you guys on this episode is that that is something that you can do anywhere in your life. I mean, you get tired in the office. You know, maybe you haven't, you know, really started cutting the sugar out of your life, which I highly recommend. Uh, so you got those morning crashes where around 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, you're coming down off of your, you know, your sugar-riddled coffee. Again, your tip is do not put sugar in your coffee. Uh, do not buy those chemical-enhanced creamers and crap like that. Literally, as I'm talking to you guys, I'm going to take a sip here real quick. That's some of my uh, Isogenics coffee. It's brewed black. And then I actually have some um, brain octane oil from the Bulletproof Dave Asprey himself. I added a little a little uh, drizzle in there. So anyway, back to my point. Uh, there you go. Do, do some push-ups and burpees to wake your ass up. <laughs> it gets the blood pumping. I challenge you not to be awake and alert after that. So anyway, uh, I, I just big picture, guys. I don't want to make this a long episode. I'm so stoked for Thanksgiving. I get really excited, and I hope this episode, this solo episode, inspires you guys to do something different and outside the box yourself. Um, don't, don't get me wrong. I know time with family is important. And a lot of people use Thanksgiving for that purpose. But if anybody's ever inspired by this and they want to join me in New York one year, reach out. I will be going for a long, long time. As long as this keeps going, I'm going to keep supporting it. it this is my eighth year, and I love it. Um, I see a lot of familiar faces every year. We get down and dirty every year. You get covered in flour. You get covered in, you know, I don't know turkey juice uh it all depends on what you're doing uh you may get overwhelmed with the smell of uh fresh herbs because after you hand pick them you got to chop them up there's all kinds of stuff trust me there's never a shortage of workload uh for this event every single year because 
Some people get sick. I, uh, there's colleagues from this event that are battling cancer right now. There's colleagues I've experienced that are having heart issues. Like it's been eight years now. So like I'm on the inner circle. I've been doing this a long time. You know, Mary gives me a, a personal phone call every year and an email hoping that I'm going to reappear. And, she <laughs> and I love it because I'm like, Mary, of course I'm coming back. And you, you've left an impact on my life. And I love telling her story and what this event is about and what we're doing. So again, guys, uh, I'm going to bring this episode to a close because I'm going to get back to the long drive to this uh, annual adventure. And that's the point of this episode is that the word adventure and this adventure in Harlem, this adventure uh, with the street corner gourmets every single year, to you, the listener, find your own adventure. It doesn't have to be what I'm doing, right? Like I love promoting my health, my wellness, um, you know, business success, entrepreneurial growth. Uh, I love talking about lifestyle. We love bringing on all these awesome co-hosts that I'm still trying to always track down for you guys. Um, the repeat co-hosts from people like Megan Cannon and Aaron Sparrow from the Mind of the Athlete team, the sports psychology, the nutrition. I love bringing on the experts. But I've realized, too, that I need to start having some of these solo episodes like this to share with you guys the importance of you taking the time. When you listen to these amazing podcasts or other shows besides Live the Fuel, focus on taking the time to determine what the word adventure means to you, right? Like you're, I'm hoping you're using these shows to fuel your own health, business, and lifestyle, right? That's my tagline. But take the time to develop what your why is and maybe we'll also define what the word adventure means to you. My, my word of adventure, that use of that, has been applied in so many different ways over the years from you know, challenging myself to get up in the corporate world, that was an adventure, to leaving that world and trying to become a wildland firefighter, definitely a freaking adventure. Um, hell, being able to build those homes with Habitat for Humanity or raise money for cancer vaccine research over the years or like now obviously my annual event here with Street Corner Gourmets, like guys, like the adventure should never end. And that's the lesson from this show today to bring it to a close for you guys is that never let the adventure end. Take the time to redevelop it, reinvent it, keep it growing and maturing and going through the metamorphosis along with your own life. Because I could tell you right now, if you keep adventure on the forefront within your own life and you allow it to grow and mature and shift with your own life, your life will be better from that. And then, yes, of course, I'm going to speak out on the power of volunteering and charity work. Get it involved in your life, okay? It will help you grow. It'll help you get beyond the, the self-indulgence, right? It's an opportunity to do something bigger than yourself. And that's how I'm going to bring the show to a close today, guys, right? Let's focus on your why. Let's focus on your adventure. And... Let's focus on giving back to others because this is the Thanksgiving season here in the U.S. of A. And that's what it's all about. It's about giving back, giving thanks. Yes, being around friends and family this time of year. Uh, but obviously, for me, I got 2,200 meals to help bang out for the people of Harlem. So that's it, guys. That's another Live the Fuel episode. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, please reach out to me for next year if you guys want to join me in the city 
for the Street Corner Gourmets. I'll have her website linked in the show notes so you guys can at least learn more about her and her organization. And heck, if you don't want to volunteer, donate. All right? Trust me, the money will be used for the freshest food possible. So thanks again for listening, guys. That's another Live the Fuel podcast. I love you guys. Thanks for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. I'll talk to you guys again soon. Keep living the fired up epic life. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, Before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, More importantly, please subscribe to the show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher and get us the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, Go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7s resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, Second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle, and two right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com, and number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there, and you got a cool big V, Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, My nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, The Pure Vitamin Club Company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world. You can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David, D-A-V-I-D, studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's, I believe, pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork people per hour or more importantly just go to fiverr like i did but if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering this is your guy so again guys i'll let you get back to your day thanks again for listening to the fuel we'll talk to you guys again soon
Thank you for listening to Live the Fuel. Visit us at livethefuel.com. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at Live the Fuel. Live the fired up epic life. Hashtag Live the Fuel.